please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Hello, this is Jimmy Apple and you're listening to An Apple A Day. How you feeling today, my friends? You feeling good? Feeling strong? That's great. That's how you're supposed to be. You know, here's the deal with this program. Every day, you should feel a little bit better than you did yesterday. Every day. Whether it's just a better state of mind or you physically feel better. But every day, you should see something. Something that you can say, well, this is better than yesterday. And that's the way I look at it. That's I always try to find something. That today is better than yesterday and tomorrow is going to be better than today. So keep that in mind. But I'm glad you're feeling better. Did you get a chance to listen earlier on in the week to the the, the apple fritter? <laughs> yeah, we're going to be doing that probably every week now. That <laughs> apple fritter. Well, we got a good one for you today. And when I tell you a good one, there, we got some letters. And there's one letter that I received this week that I, re, I, I brought this right to the front because I want to address this. And this is from a girl who goes to a specialist. Let me read you her letter. Uh, It says, Dear Jimmy Apple, my name is Jenny, and I think I have a problem with my doctor. When I go to my appointments, the doctor gives me the impression that he doesn't believe when I tell him what my problems are. I fell down a flight of of steps at work. I hurt my back, my neck, and my legs. The x-rays from the emergency room showed damage to my discs in the L section, lumbar section, and a cracked disc in my lower back. My primary care doctor saw the x-rays and agreed with them and sent me to go see the specialist. When he first saw the x-rays, he said that I had, a, I had to have back surgery. I said that I really didn't want to jump right into back surgery right off. Is there something else that we can do? His whole attitude changed. He makes me follow up on appointments every three weeks or so. I never miss an appointment. I'm always on time. And yet, I always have to wait. He sees me for about 5-10 minutes, tells me to take Tylenol and continue with physical therapy. My physical therapist suggested that I should go and see another doctor, get a second opinion. My question is, do I risk my social security if I change doctors? Because I need my benefits to survive. Sincerely, Ginny from New Jersey. Ginny, let me say this right off the bat. No... You won't lose your benefits if you change doctors. You have every right to see a doctor, especially if the one that you're going to, you don't feel confident with. And I personally wouldn't feel confident with him either. Anyone that jumps right into telling you, you need surgery, and if you say no, or you want to try something else, then their attitude changes like you're just a a pain in their side. Well, then that's that's a red flag. That's when you should change doctors. Never jump into surgery, any surgery, without getting a second opinion. That's my opinion personally. I've told you before, I've tell you again, I've had I've had two amputations on my leg and 
both times I got second opinions before I went. I mean, when you're doing, when you're having someone actually physically cut into you and either take something out or put something in or whatever, you deserve to have a second, if not third opinion. Now, why would the doctor not believe you? There could be a couple of reasons for that. One, and I'm not saying this is the case with you, you get some people that they fall, and yes, they hurt themselves, but all of a sudden they're looking at social security and disability and workers' comp. They're looking at that as free money you don't have to work for. So they want to prolong it as long as possible. If I was a doctor and I knew somebody was was BSing me about you know a, a problem, then I'd probably have the same the same attitude. But if also if I was a doctor and I knew that a patient was coming to me and BSing me about problems, I would refuse to see him. Why am I going to continue to take money from somebody who I know there's nothing wrong with? But that's me. Another reason a doctor could just act like, uh, you know, he's not, he can't be bothered with you is because you turned him down. You know, I don't want to have surgery, period. Another reason could be the guy's a jerk. And the only thing he's interested in is the big bucks. And since he can't get the big bucks from you for the surgery, he'll just milk it and have you come back every, every, like you said, every two to three weeks and get Tylenol until you continue with physical therapy. Here's a, here's a, here's a hint that if your therapist is suggesting that you see another doctor, that's a good indication that you should. I mean, these people deal with these doctors on a day in, day out basis. So if my therapist, my physical therapist says, you know what, Jimmy, you might want to see another doctor. Hey, give me the phone number. I'm calling them now. So yes, you can change doctors. Doctor, you know, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Doc, being a doctor is not a special calling from God. The clouds didn't open and bright lights didn't come down and say, uh, Dr. So-and-so, you're going to be the best doctor there is. You're going to be a doctor. You're not going to be a car mechanic. You're not going to be a janitor. You're going to be a doctor. A doctor, being a doctor, medicine is a business. And like any business, they're looking to make a profit. And in some cases, these people can be jerks because the biggest profit comes when they take out a scalpel and they cut your skin. They don't make money on office visits. I guess. Or not enough money, I should say. Although, if you look at your explanation of benefits and what they charge our insurance companies for these doctor visits, it's obscene. Absolutely, positively obscene. Now, here's something else. If you're using Medicare or any insurance for that matter, and you feel that your doctor is doing the wrong thing, the first thing you should do after you get other medical help is call your insurance company and report that doctor. So this way, other people don't have to follow follow up and have the same thing happen to them. You know what I mean? So you have to be proactive with everything about your health, whether it be your doctors, your health, your medication, your physical therapy. You're the one in charge, okay? And the insurance company is going to go along with you. Now, if you just turn around every week and decide, well, I don't like this doctor because I don't like the color of the furniture in his waiting room, so I'm going to change. Or I don't like this doctor because I don't like the color of the walls in the examining room, I'm going to change. After a while, that gets played out too. So, But for your own health, when your health is involved, you have every right to change, and the insurance company actually will thank you when you give them the information as as to the reason you did change. Let me just say this though, not all doctors are bad. Not all doctors are quacks either. You know, gotta weigh it out both sides. All right, let's move on to the next one. My next letter here comes from Bob in Florida. It's, <laughs> he wrote me and says, Will Medicare pay for a car for me? My old car's motor went and I can't walk due to lung problems. Bob, 
Let me say this to you. <laughs> if Medicare pays for a call for you, let me know. Let me know. No, I don't think they will, Bob, but if you want, call them. But I can just tell you from my own experience, I, I was trying to get a lift for my van. I have a minivan for my wheelchair. And I thought maybe, you know, Medicare might pick up some of it, but they don't. They don't. Um, yeah, here's another one. When I first came home after surgery, I needed a chair in my living room that would help me stand up. And the doctor wrote a prescription for one of those recliners, the Easy Lift recliners. The only thing Medicare paid for was the motor inside. They didn't pay for the chair. So I doubt very highly that they're going to pay for your car or to repair your car. Now this next one comes from Andy in New Mexico. He writes, isn't it true that you can work while you're on disability and earn up to a certain amount of money? And if you exceed that amount, you have to pay back 50 cents on every dollar you make over that set amount without losing your benefits or your disability. Uh, Andy, I believe you're confusing social security disability with social security, period. Social security for people who have retired up to a certain up to a certain age, they can work and still have an income, but they can't exceed a certain amount. When they do, they have to pay back fifty cents on a dollar. After the maximum age, I think it's seventy-two now or sixty-seven or something like that. You can earn whatever you want on Social Security. Now, as far as disability goes, think about that logically. Why would you be on disability if you can work? Right? The, that makes no sense. But there is a program with disability that if you feel like you're ready to go back to work and you earn a substantial income, what they can do is they can start weaning you off of Social Security disability. You're still going to receive your payments for about nine months, but it'll help you get back into the swing of working. And you'll also keep your Medicare for a while so that you're, you're, they're weaning you back into the workforce. But when you, once you start working on, on disability, that goes towards that period, that nine-month grace period that you have that you can work and earn money and still get your payments. Now, once you start doing that, you have to let Social Security Disability know right away that you are returning to work. It's not going to stop your benefits on you right then and there. It's going to get, they're going to explain that getting back to work part. So think about it. Again, if you can work, then by all means, go to work. Don't, don't stay on disability just to receive Social Security disability payments. That's kind of foolish. But no, you're confusing, I believe, Social Security with Social Security disability. I mean, I'll look it up again. That's what I found when I was looking it up that you know, you have the right to go back to work. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. But the programs that you're, you're confusing are the ones for Social Security and Social Security Disability. Social Security Disability, like I said, they'll work with you. You'll still get your payments for nine months where you're going back to work and getting yourself situated again in the workforce. The other one that you're thinking about is for retired people. So, no, you can't, you can't work on disability and receive disability unless you're ready to go back to work. Now this next one here, this one here is actually like a thorn in my side. It really is. This is Kim C. from Michigan. She wants to know, am I entitled to another Obama phone 
now that I received disability? My answer to that is what? If you received a, if you received an Obama phone, that means that you must have been below the poverty level. You know, one of the, the Obama phone is the cell phone with the free minutes and the free texting and so on that President Obama was given to anybody that was on welfare or what have you. But how did you end up on Social Security disability if you were able to qualify for the free phone to begin with? You must have been working somewhere. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm honestly, I don't know. But no, I can tell you you're not you're not eligible for another phone. There's no, you have to be under a certain income. And they don't say, well, if you fall under that certain income on two different programs, you get two phones. No, no. If you had the one Obama phone, be grateful you had the one Obama phone. Me personally, I don't believe in that program. That's just me. I think, you know what? If someone is in that in that predicament that they're low income. Yes, they should have a phone, but it should be a home phone. I, I have no problem with giving someone a home phone with local service. This way you can get phone calls from the school for your kids. You can call the doctor. You have 911. I see no reason to give away a cell phone with free minutes and texting and Facebook and all this other nonsense when there's people out there that are paying they're, they're, they're giving up something else so that they can pay to have a cell phone. I, I don't see any fairness in that program, but that's just me. That's my opinion of that program. I don't see any fairness in it. But no, you can't. You don't qualify for a second one just because you're on. You don't qualify for one just because you're on disability to begin with. So what I suggest you do with that is call the program and see what they say. And after they stop laughing, they'll give you an answer. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back in 30 seconds. A shake of a lamb's tail, if you will. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. There you're going to find articles about the topics we discuss. You're going to find our connections to our Facebook page, and you're even going to find connections to our private chat board. So take a minute. Go over, visit www.famousapple.com, but please wait till the end of this podcast. Don't run out on me now. Let's get back to the discussion. And we're back. That wasn't too bad, was it? Hey, listen, I just want to add one more thing to that last letter there. You know, I have nothing against welfare or people that receive welfare. I think it's a great program that's there to give somebody a hand up, a leg up in a time of need. My problem is, is when it gets exploited. You know, it's welfare is not meant to be a career choice. It's not meant to go generation to generation, which is what happens anymore, it seems. The same thing with public housing. That's not meant to be your home for here on in. That's there to give you a leg up so that you can get back on your feet and, and get your own home. You know, like I said, I have no problem helping people when they need it. But this thing with the, with the cell phone, that goes against the grain for me. I see no reason. Do you know how much a house phone cost if you go to the store and buy one you can go to walmart buy one for 9.99 do you know what a smartphone costs and that's what they're giving them they're giving them smartphones they're in the hundreds close to a thousand in some cases but this is what they feel should go for welfare those phones aren't meant to be a lifelong phone either that's to get you through so why are they giving them cell phones if they're not working why do they need cell phones Honestly, please tell me that. A house phone is sufficient, and that'll be there to help them get back on their feet. But anyway, I just had to make that clear. I have nothing against people that are receiving welfare. Get, don't get me wrong. 
I think it's a good program. Food stamps, the whole thing. It, it's a, it's there when you need it, but it's not supposed to be a career choice. Anywho, we were going to talk about the Medicare and You book. I said because uh, it came out this week. I received mine, and someone suggested that I wait another week to do that, so that this way other people already have the book, so they can listen and know what they're, what the, what I'm talking about. Of course, there are some new things in the Medicare and You book very important that we look it over this year. So I'm going to put that off for one more week. What I do want to talk to you about, though, is your equipment, your your durable medical equipment. Now, I've told you a thousand times over, I, I use a wheelchair. You know, with the change of season coming, it's time to take a look at the equipment that we're using. Some people don't realize it. Do you know the, well, the people that use a cane, put it that way, they probably know it, but others don't. When you're using a cane, you have that rubber tip on the end. After a while, that rubber tip wears down just like the sole of a shoe, and it has to be repaired or uh, it has to be replaced. You can't repair it. So, and they're not expensive. I think it's two ninety nine. You go to you go to one of the one of the pharmacies and you get a package of two of them for like two ninety nine. What with the change of season, I found that it's a good time to change all these things, whether you need it or not. I mean, if you're looking at it and you're saying, well. It looks it still looks pretty good you know what take it put it in your in your dresser drawer hold it for an emergency but you should change it every season especially with the cold weather coming in up here in the north you know with the ice and the snow and stuff like that the same way you look at your tires and you put on snow tires or you put on new tires with all weather treads on them that's the same thing you have to look at the equipment that you're using and here for example walkers walkers have the tips on them now i know some people use the rubber ball on it and that's good i guess if you're inside i never found any use to it when i was able to walk with the rubber balls on it out when i was outside you know the tennis balls they cut and they put on the bottom of it the rubber tips were always always better for me but again to change the season change those rubber tips now let's look at maintenance on some of the equipment that we have let's start with the walker let's make sure that the walker that all the screws are tight that you have on it you know from using it and up and down the vibration of it you can loosen up the screws the the little wheels in the front make sure those wheels are still good if not replace them i know it costs a couple of bucks but what's better to pay a couple of bucks there or end up in the hospital because you fall flat on your face it it's worth a couple of bucks to change them. Now with a wheelchair, this is my strong suit. I always check the I always check the wheels, the back wheels especially. There's screws on there, like and like any screw, it can come loose from vibration. So I tighten them up every change of season. I tighten them up. The same thing with the front wheels. Now the front wheels, I had a problem and. I didn't know it till it happened to me. The front wheel started to crack a little bit. And I was out at my nephew's graduation. And I'm in the in the middle of this hall. And I'm coming out and I'm on the sidewalk. And I have to wheel over to the parking lot. And as I'm doing that, the front wheel falls off the, off the wheelchair. Talk about embarrassing. Never mind that. Talk about being stuck. Thank God my wife was with me. So I check the wheels now on a regular basis. So the beginning of the summer, I check the wheels. And especially if you're using your wheelchair outside a lot it's always good to have a second set of wheels believe it or not that it's a snap to change if you don't have the dexterity in your hands maybe someone else can do it for you you don't have to call someone to do it it's one bolt one bolt and and four washes on each wheel and you take it out you replace it bam you're done and this way you're saving yourself from getting stuck the same thing with the back wheels now look at your wheels too and see if they're worn down if they are worn down it's time to spend to get a new set 
okay? The the last thing you need is bald, <laughs> bald wheel, wheelchair wheels in the winter weather, or the wet weather, for that matter. The next thing, very important, is look at your brakes. If your brakes are no longer holding against the wheels, like if you sit down and your wheels still move with the with the uh, brakes on, it's time to get that fixed. And that, I would call up a company and let, let them send a technician out to do that for you. That's the same thing I would suggest to anyone that works on cars. I always worked on cars in my younger days. The one thing I never did on my own car was brakes. I always had a professional do it. So, but check your brakes. If your chair still moves with the brakes on, your chair should not move, period. If you're sitting in your chair and the chair moves with the, with the brakes on, it's time to change those brakes. If you use a CPAP machine, those filters, those little foam filters, they should be changed on a weekly basis. If not sooner, see what your manufacturer says about that. Now, they have those machines out there that you, you can clean your whole system out. I don't know. I don't have one of them. But I, I know with my CPAP machine, I change the tubing every season. No matter what, whether I just changed it or not, the beginning of every season, the tubing is changed. The, the filters are always changed. So you have to look at these things. They're not going to last forever. The same thing too. Now, if you have a glucose meter, check them for diabetes. Make sure that your strips are, are up to date and that they're not expired strips. I know you say, oh, it's not going to make a difference. It makes a difference. Trust me. You don't want to use expired strips. The same thing too, your needles. If you're, if you're injecting insulin into you, make sure that your needles are not expired. If they are, get new ones. Don't take chances with your health. The same thing with the lancet on the, the pen. Don't use that same lancet over over and over and over again. I know too many people that do that and they say, ah, it doesn't matter. It's my own blood. It does matter. You're a diabetic. Your immune system is, is weakened to begin with. Why are you going to take a chance on giving yourself an infection when it's so simple and the thing costs less than a penny? Change them. Change them every time. Make sure you cap them. Make sure you put them in something secure so that nobody else gets stuck with them. All right. Well, we're going to continue to come up with tips and tricks and maintenance plans for all our equipment as the weeks go on. We're, we're just ending the summer now. So as we're getting into the cooler weather, the one thing I want to remind you of, if you use a crutch or a, a cane or you use a walker, be careful of leaves on the ground. They're like ice. You'll slip on them one, two, three. So just be careful. Be aware of where you're walking, especially when you're using a walking instrument such as the walker, the cane, crutches, or what have you. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much for stopping by. I apologize about the Medicare and you book. I thought we would be able to go right ahead with it this week, but next week we'll go through with it. And I just want to remind you, remember, things can always be worse. You're not at rock bottom. There are people looking up to you wishing that they were in your position. Remember that. And also, remember, make something better tomorrow. Let tomorrow be better than today, okay? Thank you very much for stopping by here. I appreciate it. I want to remind you, www.famousapple.com is back up and back running. And the new homepage is up there. And on there, you'll be able to read reports from Medicare and from Social Security. You'll read about the podcast. You'll be able to hook up with us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh. YouTube, you'll be able to join in on our private chat rooms. You'll be able to join in on the private message boards. So go over there, take, take a look at it, check it out, and participate. Join in. All right. 
I'll talk to you again in the early part of next week. Thank you so much for being here today. Hey, if you like this podcast, please give us a rating, okay? Leave us some comments. Subscribe to the podcast. Let others know about us. All right, my friends, have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. This is Jimmy Apple. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.